Hey guys, so I am back with a little bit of a crazy subject. Now, yeah, kids around you, this is not really a kid subject. Um, we're going to get into this really heavy subject. I even took notes. Um, I never have notes. I usually just talk. Uh, at the beginning, I think I'm going to just talk from my heart, and then we'll go to the notes. Um, just stuff I found online that I myself was not aware of, never thought of it, never really looked that deep into it, um, but education is key for any topic, not just, you know, your career or anything like that, being more educated about stuff helps you help other people even if it's just by listening and understanding what they're talking about so <clears throat> today we're going to talk about male infertility um so i am part of this group online that um you know it's it was an infertility group that i was part of before I got pregnant, and of course, I don't actively talk about my pregnancy there because I know, even though I was happy for the other people that were getting the positive pregnancy test and all, I also was on the other side of that, um, being the one happy for you, but then I also wish that it was me that was pregnant, not necessarily like, oh, I feel sorry for myself, it just, you know, you grieve a little, um, so, I'm still part of those groups, um, the mommy groups that I'm part of now are, uh, the December group, which is people that are having their kids, or their due dates, or, also in December, and uh, a multiples group because I'm having twins. Believe it or not, which is crazy to me, uh, a lot of people that are in those groups have to use some sort of fertility treatment to get those pregnancies and the reason why I say it's so crazy is because it's not talked about you always think that you know a man and a woman get together neither marry whatever you know um they make a baby and that's the way life goes uh but more often than not, what I'm finding is it's not that easy for multiple people, multiple families, from multiple places, not just in the U.S., but outside of the U.S. I mean, I'm not even American, so outside of the U.S., and that is just mind-boggling, because when you're going through it, you think you're the only one, and you're not, so 
the reason I want to talk about male infertility is because a lot of people talk about how their husbands are the ones that um, were having the issues. Don't know exactly. Well, we're having the infertility. There you go. Um, now, when you go to a doctor and say, I've been trying to have the baby for a year because they don't want you to go before a year. So let's say, okay, I've been trying for a year. Um, of course, first they're going to treat you and they're going to do whatever to you, blood work, surgeries if you need it, um, hormonal therapy if you need it, birth control, um, starting your period again, progesterone if that's the problem after you get pregnant, I mean, whatever, like, first they look at you, because uh, you're their patient, and let's say you did all the things, then they're gonna be like, hmm, well, I've done everything that I know how to do, so let's look at your partner, and a little pride comes with that, because they're like, there's no way, I'm fine, well, in the research that I have done today, yes, I come with notes because I am not a male. So, um, I went to two websites. One was just a really interesting one that I found online, and the other one was WebMD. I do trust WebMD more, but also this um, other website is called resolve.org. Um, had it broken down even more. Um, so I took notes, which you all know I never do. And that's where I'm going to speak from. So I found out that 40% of the time it comes from the male side, which is unheard of. I mean, I've never heard of that before. It's not talked about. So 40% percent of the time it's male. The number one point that I want to make is that it's not that they are not making sperm. It, it could be their hormones because yes ladies they have hormones just like we do. It could be genetics. It could be you know I had to take a genetics class before they took my blood because they were kind of explaining to me how genetics translate into a baby. Um, so yes, it could be yours and his genetics mixed together that are just not mixing well. Um, or his genetics from his parents that just did not translate well. And that's where his infertility comes from. Physical meaning you, same reasons why they tell us women, stop drinking, stop smoking, exercise more. If you're too skinny, gain some weight. I mean, we've heard it all, right? So, same things, physical. Immune system, so like autoimmune diseases, chronic illnesses, um, 
not sure how that applies, but I think obesity is a chronic illness that I saw on there, which is crazy to me because I feel like that's part of physical because you can't change being obese, but at the same time, if you have other problems that come with the obesity, which prohibit you from being obese, and I can see how that is a chronic illness and a sexual condition. Um, just like we can have obstructed looking treats or uh, ovaries, they can have an obstruction in their male reproductive system. So the second thing I want to talk about is the first step to testing for males is a semen semen analysis. So there's two ways that they can test or that they can collect the sample. The number one is the regular cup way, um, ejaculating until cut. And then they take the volume of the amount of the sample, and they look at the percent of sperm that is moving to the amount of the sample. They look at the shape, and this is called a total modal count. Uh, and not all men with low model count are infertile. Um, and the reason I say this is going to be explained in a later point. Um, so, uh, like I said, there are two ways to collect a sample. It's an ejaculation into a cup. Or there is a special condom that your doctor would give you. And I believe you would have sexual relations the same way. Except the sample goes into a condom while the relations are happening. Um, so, for the test, you are to abstain from sex. Now, every doctor will tell you... Um, what they're comfortable with. The main thing from this is the daily ejaculation equals low sperm count. You're not getting it um, rebuilt in your system, but you cannot not have sex for a long time either. So, from that point, we go to the next point. Sperm lives inside a woman's body for two or three days. So for a doctor to tell you, I know you're trying to have a baby, but we want you to not have sex for however long the doctor tells you not to have sex, it doesn't mean that you are losing on a chance of possibly not getting pregnant because... Again, sperm lives inside a body for two or three days. Now, every doctor would tell you different things about how long 
it lives inside a woman's body, but according to resolve.org, is two or three days. Um, some people like to have sex every day, which is fine. Um, but again, advice from a doctor is best because if you are having sex every day, but then you're not letting the sperm count build back up, are you really helping your chances of having a child? So, again, that is a question for your doctor. Um, so, having sex every day or not helps you and your doctor, but then having sex every day also takes the romance out of it. And it's more of a job than... I love my partner. Oh my god, that guy is just smoking hot. Let me do the thing. Um, so, again, consult with your doctor. Health-wise, the better the health of the men and the woman, of course, is both of y'all. But the better the health of the male the better the health of the sperm. So, again, all things we hear from doctors like eat healthy, drink water, limit caffeine, smoking, drinking, uh, are things that if you do the best that you can, no, we're not perfect, do the best that you can with those things, then your sperm health is going to be better. Um, there's also a genetic mutation. It's called Y microdeletion. And that is if a chromosome is damaged, it can cause infertility. Now, this is before you're even born. Um, so this has to do with how your mom's DNA and your dad's DNA come together and um, that Y chromosome gets damaged in the process. It's more of a genetic factor and not a, a health issue uh, per se. Not one that you can fix is just in your DNA. Okay, so then I went to webmd.com and their reasons, again, I read the whole article, but I don't want to have like a hour-long conversation about this. So, their reasons for male infertilities are STDs, any kind of disease that goes untreated, or one that it's just a lifelong STD that you have. Um, blockages against that. I'm sorry. Blockages again. That's a sexual reproduction system blockage for the males. Uh, birth defect which again has to do with your reproductive system. Retrograde ejaculation, which means instead of ejaculating to the outside world, you're ejaculating into your bladder. 
which that would be a health issue. Uh, again, genetics, autoimmune diseases, hormonal factors, sexual factors, meaning erectile dysfunction, and which is the one I know about, and all the other sexual factors the male can have. <laughs> um, where was I? A sexual factor that could be um, just as women have low libido, like a male can have low libido, and I don't know. It's a hard subject because I'm not a male. But anyways, uh, varicose needles is a type of vein that can cause infertility um, in a certain area of your body. Too much exercise, also stress, and obesity, and drugs, and heat. And when it's talking about heat, it's talking about heat to the growing area. So, no, I'm not an expert in this subject, I'm not even a doctor or a nurse, but I just wanted to get a conversation started. I wanted you guys to do your own research. And if you are having fertility issues, um, not only for you to look at yourself as a woman, but also your partner. And don't do it to like make fun of them or anything like that, but to be informed so you can make an informed decision on what your next step is. Um, I know for me, necessarily, I wanted to try everything, even before I got to the fertility clinic, I wanted to try everything that I could before even thinking about sperm donor, egg donor, embryo donation, surrogate, gestational surrogacy, um, adoption, foster care, all that stuff. I wanted to try all of my options before I got to any of that. So, if you do the research and you talk to your doctors and say, hey, let's look at this, look at that, you can make an informed decision you and your partner on what you guys need to do. And again, this is just the beginning of a conversation. I probably won't talk about this subject too much because I'm not knowledgeable on this subject. Um, my husband had three kids before we met. So, um, the fertility specialist said that most likely it wasn't going to be him, but that males can also have secondary infertility, which most likely you'll hear from women, but males can also have secondary infertility. Their testosterone could have gone down. Their motility could have gone down. They could have new packages. They could have you know, STDs, they could um, have an autoimmune disease, um, their hormones could have changed, I mean, any number of things. 
So luckily for us, all the testing that I did um, pointed more towards me than him. So we never got him tested, but I know that that was an option if we wanted to go down that road. And um, I know we would have gotten his firm tested if we had to. Um, with me, myself, and I not being a doctor, I did not think that it was going to be him because he already had three children. So, anyways, now I'm going to stop talking about this because I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. Like I said, do your own research, talk to your partner, talk to your doctor, have an open conversation. Um, talk to the people that you feel comfortable talking with about male infertility because I can tell you right now it happens more than even I thought of. Um, again, this is from just the few groups that I'm part of. Um, I don't believe I know anyone in my personal life, but again, I don't know. Because it's not something a male is just going to come up to and talk to you about. So, do your research. Talk to your doctor. Have an open conversation with your family. And do your loved ones. Uh, people that are going to really be there for you guys. And not take it as a joke or make fun of your loved one. Um, because just as infertility is such a sensitive su- subject for us as women. It's just as a sensitive subject for them as men. Um, we as women think that this is what our bodies are made to do. So imagine if a doctor was to tell your significant other all the problems you have. Um, again, males just believe that that's what their body is meant for them to do. So they're also going to have a shock to their system. So make sure you have a support system, just like I did with um, when I started this podcast. I said that one of the biggest things was a support system. And I still say that today for males, uh, for couples, for families. The biggest thing is the support system. No matter what you're going through, but specifically for fertility reasons, because it is a hard subject, make sure you have a good doctor, a doctor that listens to you, and a doctor that you have an open line of communication with. Um, make sure you have a good marriage counselor, just in case, because you never know. Um, a good counselor in general for you or your spouse. Um, so anyways, I probably, I'm not going to talk about this again, but like I said, you guys do your research, cling closer to each other than ever, and I hope it's just open the door. All right, well, I hope you guys have a wonderful day, and I will see you guys in the next one. Bye, guys.